BHP Faithful, what up? New listeners, how are you? It's Chris Billiardi, host of the Big Hill Podcast. That's presented by Life Takes. Sitting here with my co-host, Brandon Hill. Let's check in on him. What's up, Brandon? Living life, Chris, man. Doing well by yourself. Doing great. Doing great. So, obviously, there's been a lot of news, especially in our area, like since we last spoke. I guess we should start it off with uh, sports gambling's legal now. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been legal as far as the sports book, but who wants to drive? But it's the, yeah, the see? online it's sports a huge betting. Pain in the ass. Yeah. And now, like for those that don't know, now in Michigan you can have an app on your phone where you just get to make picks, and it's been a blast. How, how have you been? Are you up, down? What do you think? I, I haven't been doing it, man. Not yet. I'm, I'm not a big online guy. You, you know? haven't played at all. No, I, I I haven't. I still I'm been bet with Trevor a little bit still here or there. I like I like it old school, but. I'm sure I'll dabble into it once it once it gets you know a little more into it. I'm just not a big online not a big online guy. Okay, okay, yeah, because I I like it because there's so many features where, for example, let's say you have a, a team in hockey that is is uh, you know, given a goal and a half, right? You can adjust the line. Say it's at you know minus one fifteen for them to to cover a goal and a half as far as like they're, they're plus one and a half to cover that. Yeah. You can adjust the line to minus one and a half and turn that thing into, you know, plus 280. And on a team that you think is going to win, I just, it didn't work out for me with Philly the other night, but it'll work out for me eventually. And then throw two bucks on a guy plus 900 to score a goal. I've been doing that the last couple nights. Obviously I haven't hit, but. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, there are definitely perks of the online gambling i mean it makes you easy and like you said you can kind of make it your own world you can adjust things here or there you can bet on things that in a normal book or you're betting with someone you know they're not going to give you a dude to score a goal but in this i mean you can do that the other night i mean you guys were talking about piston scored 10 points in a quarter like that's just you can bet on so much that that you wouldn't even think about it was an odds boost well yeah, yeah yeah but still just even on a normal night i mean a dude to score 15 points a guy to score a goal i mean yeah it's things like you said odds are are you gonna win probably not but you want to throw a couple extra bones you found in your car two bucks on a dude to score a goal plus 900 sure make a nice little payday coming out out of it you know yeah we had in the nfc championship game we me my buddy charles my buddy mo had two dollars each of us threw down two dollars to win five hundred dollars this was for um I'm drawing up Jamal Williams. Yeah, Jamal Williams. Three touchdowns. Now, obviously, backup running back score three touchdowns. It's ridiculous, but I've seen shit like that happen. In, in the NFC Championship game, that's the kind of game where some weird stuff goes down and a guy makes himself a legend. Yeah. And that's why I made the bet, just because two bucks, whatever. Especially wasted, when you but. told me about that, I saw Aaron Jones. Once he got hurt, I was kind of thinking in the back of my mind, I was like, hey. You never know, Jamal Williams. I mean, it By was. By the time Jones got hurt, it was too late. It was probably already third quarter. It was, and they were down. You know, I just didn't. I didn't see it working out. We yeah. Needed, we needed one in the first half at least. It oh was, yeah. It was whatever. So, I would imagine you want to talk about the news. The news. Obviously, we have our new coach and GM. Dan Campbell came in. Uh, Total meathead had uh, a pretty funny opening speech. <laughs> we'll see. I, I don't know. Like I liked it. I, I'm kind of in between on it. How did you feel about the press conference? It, it is what it is. I mean, I feel like it's it's something new. I guess. I mean, I, I'm not used to a guy to be like that, especially with the Lions. So I'm excited. I'm not gonna put too much stock into it. 
So I do like the the staff he's building, though. I mean, Anthony Lynn as the offensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn as the defensive coordinator. You get some guys like Deuce Staley out in the mix. I mean, not guys that are top-notch guys, but I mean, I liked Anthony Lynn in L.A. and Aaron Glenn. This Aaron Glenn guy's been with uh, the pa- or not the Patriots, the Saints for a while. So it, it's a nice staff, but also, I mean, I always tell people coaching only takes you so far. You need the players, so. It's a nice step in the right direction, like you said. We've been talking about it. It's a blank slate. I like the slate they're building so far. We're down to the studs right now. And, I mean, like I said, the guys they're bringing in, I like them. If they fail, they fail. But I like I like the direction they're going with the coaching staff. But like you said, the news, Matt Stafford, your guy, gone. I'll, I'll give you the floor. See ya, bitch. <laughs> oh, is that all you, you don't have anything else? No, no, I, I, no, I, I, no, I'm going to give you the floor. Like you, you and right. Stafford have had a relationship Here's since BHP, the, long before BHP even started. BHP. But you, like BHP, that is a staple of BHP is you and Stafford. We're going to start this off with. Okay, we're going to start this off with a little backstory. <clears throat> I was 14 years old. It is the fall of 2009, September 2009. And back in back when I was a kid, on like a Saturday morning, maybe once, twice a month, my dad would take me and my brother Mike out for breakfast and we'd do something. Like as far as uh, go to a certain park or go play pond hockey or street hockey at a certain spot. Or maybe we used to do simple stuff. Like when we were little, he'd take us to the cemetery and we'd walk around in the cemetery and he'd freak us out. You know, maybe go, for, go in the woods. Well, one of those things, every once in a while, he would take us downtown Detroit on a sad this obviously must have been a Sunday. On a Saturday or Sunday morning, we'd go downtown Detroit, ride around on the people mover, walk around the city, like you know, walk past homeless people and my dad would be like, Oh, don't don't look him in the eye. <laughs> freak us out, you know, because you're you're seven years old. The idea of a of a homeless person freaked you out. Well yeah, you know? especially coming from Monroe, Newport yeah, yeah, area. Exactly, right. Yeah. So uh, obviously, that's all irrelevant. So my dad takes me, you know, we were just walking around downtown Detroit one day. It just so happened the Lions were playing. Now, it's the first preseason game of the year. And we, there's like a game set up where there's this hole, you know, probably 15 yards away. This hole maybe the size, uh, I don't know, size of like a, like two dinner plates. Not, like pretty big. I'm not, I'm not that good of, a, of an arm here. So <laughs> my dad goes, hey, you know what? I'll tell you what. You make two of the three. I don't know if it was two of the three or three of the three. And I'll I'll see if we can like scalp tickets for the game. I'm like, really? Okay, sure as shit. Mr. Clutch sunk it. <laughs> we got tickets to the game. We scalped them off some guy. We get in, and it was Matthew Stafford's first ever time in a Lions uniform. Like, obviously, preseason game. Yeah. I I knew I think that's that's destiny right there. Like and that now, that here is here we are. We are now sitting like I was there for the start of Stafford and here we are for the end of him. And look, man, he left in the most Stafford way possible. What was that guy good at? He was great at just shitting the bed the first like third of the season to where you're like lines are fucked. You know, the season's over. And now he's going to start winning. Yeah. Okay? This is the most classic Stafford. Like, let's take a peek at the schedule. Obviously, like, this is a season to forget, so i got to refresh my memory on the schedule. <laughs> I know week two against Arizona, I was all hype. I'm thinking, you know what, maybe this team makes the playoffs. You never know, because that Chicago game to start the year was just about as lions as it gets. 
Let me pull this up here. Sorry, everybody. I'll say they lost to the Bears, lost to the Packers. So, like okay, you said. So, for example, they go out, beat the Bears, beat Washington. Even, like, beating the Jaguars and Falcons was stupid at that point. I guess you can't be pissed off at 1-3, and end up 3-3. and Yeah, I just, for example, Washington win, Bears win, classic Stafford. Now, they finished out the season. Ooh, baby, that was four straight L's, thank God. But, yeah, no, basically Stafford left us the most Stafford way possible. Shat on us in the, in the beginning of the season. We knew we were screwed. In the games that mattered, you know, those that gauntlet to start the year, he goes 1-3. and three. What the fuck do you know? The only team he beats is a non-playoff team. Shocker. And, uh, yeah, this story of Matthew Stafford's career since I, like, that's another thing about, the reason why I gave that story is because when, when people talk about how he wasn't given this or given that or the opportunities weren't there, I was a fucking child when that, when I was sitting in the stands that day, I was a goddamn child. (laughs) Look at me right now. We're sitting in my house. I'm a, yes. ba- I'm a bald-ass motherfucker. <laughs> you are a I, homeowner. I've been, I've, I've been working at Ford for six years. Yeah. Like, I'm like an adult and shit, right? Like, I'm old. <laughs> this was... I was a... Ser- I, I hadn't even driven a car yet as far as... You know, my dad would, like, let me drive when you're 12, 13 or whatever. Yeah. Maybe on the street. I'm talking, like, I had never even take driver's ed at that point. I was 13, 14. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just like... The cult, the Lions culture, the Lions did this to him, the Lions did that to him. We are literally looking at a guy who had three entire different regimes, coach and GM, and enough players to probably fill out three different rosters have come and gone in his tenure. You want to talk about the Lions failing him? He is the Lions. You talk about the culture failing him? He is the culture. And you know goddamn well, this whole thing is going to be a wake-up call for him. And he's going to go take Indy to the AFC Championship next year. This guy has been a fucking thorn in my side for five (laughs) or six years. He was born to piss me off. And I just know that's how this ends. I just know it. Yeah, no. Everyone will be able to blame the Lions culture when he was the culture. And then he got a swift kick in the ass and it woke him up. And we're not going to reap the benefits of it. On top of that, you know I call him Dollar Sign Tafford? Well, guess fucking what? His contract was so front-loaded that he's only making $21 million the next two years. No. A starting quarterback of that caliber, $21 million Yeah, year. whoever gets him, it's, it's going to be a bargain. You are getting the deal of a fucking lifetime. We front-loaded the hell out of that contract, and it ju- it's just so sickening. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm glad to see his ass out of town just because he's caused so much stress in my goddamn life. Just get him out of town. And I know I sound like an idiot. And, he's, and I know he's going to do great next year. But do you not see what I'm saying as when I say that he is the culture at this point? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I see what you're saying. He is the unquestioned leader of this franchise has been for at least since Calvin retired. At, at least, yeah. No, and, and that's the that's the other thing. I get he's a quiet guy. He's a whatever. He lets his play do the talking. But as what way? No, there was no talking. He was quiet <laughs> on the field too. If you're talking about that, about that. No, yeah, but all I'm saying is as the number one player taken as a quarterback you're right he 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 becomes the franchise no matter the franchise's past the future whatever take a look at baker he's not he i don't think he's as talented as stafford but he comes to cleveland and just changes how football is viewed in that town 
Like the Browns were a laughing stock, similar to the Lions. And he comes there. Yeah, he's been through a couple coaches too. You gotta find the right mix, and Stafford had plenty of chances to get the right mix. And he has he has some talent around him, just like Stafford has had some talent with him around the years, and you get a win. Like look at Baker. He beat the Steelers. I don't care how downridden, how old Ben Roethlisberger is, you go on the road and win a playoff game. That that's something Stafford has never done with the Lions. And you're right, he probably will go to San Fran, go to Indy, go to wherever and get a playoff win. And that'll be everyone will be like, oh, we've been telling you for years, Matthew Stafford's talented. But you're right, he didn't do it here. And in, in a piece I wrote for Life Takes the other day, you guys are gonna go check it out on the blog. I loved it by the way. Thank you, thank you. If you guys want to check it out, all I'm saying is here, he he was given chances. I'm not saying you have to be th- undefeated in the playoffs, but he made the playoffs three times, and he lost every single game. And his stat line was not impressive at all. You mentioned it in your piece. Y- yes, he, it was not impressive, but also the first two games against, I mean, the Saints, they kind of got dominated, but that Cowboys game, that was a game I don't care about. That was the like that's the Stafford game. Exactly. That is that that sums up Stafford to a motherfucking T. This asshole came out. The Lions <laughs> scored on their first drive to touchdown to Golden Tate. Yeah. Lions were looking great the first half. They went out and put up. I, you know, I might not be giving you the exact stat here, but I want to say they put up three points in the whole second half. I think it was six. I, th- I think and they then had there fourteen was the clear, or whatever. You yeah. Know, the the only time in in the history of sports I've seen a ref call back a penalty you know that happened but that's that's not necessarily like for as pissed off as i get about that i just look back at that fuck number nine and just think like you fucking put up three points the whole second half yeah no and, and that's the thing like, I, if, I get you have bad calls but every team deals you with put bad up three calls points in the second half it'd be different if maybe you put up 10 points in the second half and that was the play that screwed you but it's like it's hard to sympathize like yes they got screwed on the play i don't give a fuck call me whatever you want about the Lions, not know a classic Lions fan bitching. Call me whatever you want. As far as that is, that was a bullshit call. Period. But like, it's hard to defend when you put up three points in the whole half. Well, well, no, yeah, and, and I'm not saying you. It's, I mean, yeah, he played poorly, and yeah, everyone gets bad calls. And if if you're the quarterback of his caliber, you claim to be, you you pull out a win. I mean, that, I'm pretty sure when that penalty happened, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there was about eight minutes left in that game. I mean, it's not like it was the last play of the game or the last drive the Lions had. They had two minutes left. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure there was like eight minutes left in that game. Yeah, it was. I think it was early fourth quarter, it, maybe late 30. That's what I'm saying. They got the ball back again, and it's not like, and, and they lost by four. So you had a chance to, to overcome that. And again, that's what we're talking about, change the culture, because the Lions always complain about bad calls and sure, I'm not saying it wasn't a bad call, but he had the he had the talent around him. That was the best defense he ever played with. You still had Kelvin Johnson at that point. The Cowboys weren't that good of a team, if you ask me. And it's a it's a game where if if you're considered an upper echelon quarterback, a top six guy in the league instead of a top twelve, those are the games you win. And he he got to the playoffs three times, lost all three times. I mean, look at against the Seahawks, the defense held him to twenty. You scored six. Like I'm not saying you have to be Why? the best quarterback ever, but you got to step up in big moments, and and he clearly didn't. I'd love to know this, but I promise you, I promise you, Matthew Stafford's point average in games against teams that made the playoffs that particular year, there's no way it's over twenty. There's no fucking way. 
In uh, every big game. What was my shtick for years? The 30 for two, bomb. Like two years. 20 points or less when it matters. Yeah. Oh, Stafford's up. You're not getting 20. Yeah. You're not getting 30. That's for damn sure. Yeah, right. and it's it's just sad. I mean. Well, now that he's gone. Well, another thing. I, I got to say a little something. I got a little bit. I've been getting in Twitter fights about Stafford for like a week. Just let's, cause let's hear it. What do you mind. got? So just this guy, you know, Kelly Stafford does her um, Instagram. Thank you, Michigan. Bah, 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 bah. And I was just, <laughs> uh, you know, I quote tweeted this guy. I, I forgot who he was. Lloyd something maybe I want to say. Anyway, um, blue checkmark guy even. Oh, wow. So this guy had a, you know, he tweeted that out, like her Instagram post. And I quote tweeted him. Like I figured, I figured he wouldn't even look at my tweet. You know what I mean? Anyway, so I just, I quote tweeted, said, see ya, thanks for literally nothing. Because literally, they did nothing. They literally did, I have literally nothing to thank those fucks for. And I know what you're thinking right now, because this is what this guy thought. He thought he was going to drop a bomb on me. You know, he dropped an article about Stafford's charity work. When you fucking make, when you rip 250 sheets... (laughs) I would hope you're going to do a little bit of charity. Like, that's expected. I'm not going to thank you for something that's expected. I'm sorry. You made 250 sheets. You, Plus, be- you that, better that, do some fucking that, charity That's work. just from the Lions. I'm sure he's got some endorsements and stuff Dude, as well. Ford, think about it. F-150 commercial, stuff like that. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, he plays at Ford Field, owned by the Fords. Like, he's, he's probably raked in 400 450 million from those guys, like playing days and endorsement wise. You think that? I don't know about that. You probably made about 250 career. Right? Well, yeah, but I bet you, I bet you pulled at least 100 mil from endorsements. endorsements. Wow. Well, I, mean, I could line, be wrong. Bottom line, and that's kind of the part that chaps my ass. And yes, he is a quarterback in the NFL in 2020. Well, you know, the contract was signed. You know, you know what I mean? Contract in modern day NFL. Yes, I know. I understand that, like, those guys make so much money. But it's, you know, this is a goddamn city of Nick Lidstrom, Steve Eiserman, Henrik Zetterberg, Alan Trammell, Isaiah Thomas, Chauncey Billups, Ben Wallace, Hall of Famers, champions, a city that, like, where those guys played. And Stafford made 250 sheets? Yeah. It just burns my fucking ass. This guy goes 13 years, whatever it was, literally didn't do a thing. Didn't do a thing. And like I said, this guy tries to think he's dropping a bomb on me because of charity work. Every NFL, every player in the NFL has a charity. I promise you. Every single player in the NFL has a charity softball game in the summer in their hometown or whatever the hell it is. It's part of being a pro athlete and being famous. It's part of like maintaining your image. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, yes, he's helping people, and that's great. But like, let's not forget it's it's a it's a self image thing, like mainly. Well, no, yeah, and I'm with you there. I mean, yeah, maybe I went too hard. I'm about to get shat upon for that. <laughs> M- I'm not maybe a little so, bit. He probably but... feels good doing it, right? I'm just saying, I'm not gonna sit here and like I said, thank you for nothing, Staffords. Well, I don't no, give a fuck about your charity. No, work. yeah, and I'm with you there. I'm yeah. People might take what you said the wrong way, but but I see what you're saying. I mean, me knowing you better than the listeners out there. Yes, charity work, that's great. We're not knocking it. Kudos to the staffers for doing it. But like you said, damn near every pro athlete does something charitable at one point. And yeah, if you're Stafford, you're a quarterback, which already puts you in the upper echelon of 
pro athletes. Yeah. Then you're a guy that's made the most money out of any. I mean, you're going to make probably the most money out of any NFL quarterback just about ever because then after the year after they capped him, they capped the the draft classes. So he's making yes more than ninety nine percent of pro athletes. So yeah, if he does a little bit more charitable work, yeah, he's he sh- not saying he should. But that's just almost expected, like yeah, you said. It's expected. That's no, it, not almost. It's expected. Yes, and then also he he he's not he didn't like you said. We're thanking him for things off the field. That's nice and fine and dandy. But what he got paid for, he didn't provide. It like you said, he provided us nothing. Field. You had the keys to the city for a decade. Here's the part that hurts the most about Stafford, and I, I don't think I've ever said this before, but I think this is what it is about Stafford that hurts the most, and the reason why I get so fucking pissed off talking about this asshole. It's because for 12 years, all I wanted, all I wanted was to love the guy. All I wanted was to be this guy's number one fan. But I have seen this fucker with his, his I just threw a pick face in a crucial time so many times. I can, I, I just, it's like a, it's like a PTSD thing. Seeing Stafford's face after a bad thing happens. You just, you see it so many times over the years. And it's just like, what Neo said, let me love you. <laughs> like let me love you all I want yeah. like all I wanted was to be that guy's number one goddamn fan but he gave me no reason to for 12 years and it's just I got sick and tired of it combine that with the fact that there are people that I don't know if they would I don't know if I'd call it defending them but they just were fans and they wanted to, I don't know wanted to be optimistic I guess I, whatever all I know is the results were not there and have fun in indie fucker. When you when you rub it in our faces, when you win a bunch of playoff. Well, yeah, I, I think I'm sorry, I'm... listeners. I know this is some <laughs> bush league radio right now. I am so sorry. It's just like it's such. It's such a like. It's a sore seismic point. thing. Yeah, and it's know? yeah, and I'm I'm with you here. I think everyone wanted to love the man because I mean he was the number one pick. He's coming in the year after they go zero and sixteen. I mean, I, I'm with you. I wanted him to succeed. But also, you have to look at things from a realist standpoint. Just because he's your quarterback doesn't mean you guys have to sit and defend him and love him. Like I said, what what did he do on the field? Yeah, off the field, he's a great guy. Nada. But on the field, nothing. he was Zip. an average. <laughs> he was an average to above average quarterback. He was never elite. He might have had elite talents. People say he has one of the strongest arms in football. I'm not doubting that. I'm no NFL scout. So show me that. What did you do with that talent? Nothing. You made the playoffs three times in 12 years. You didn't win a playoff game. You never won the division when you had two time, two chances to win it. I'm not saying, again, you don't have to do it. You don't have to be in contention every year. I know that's that's an impossible task in the NFL. But you, ha- you had two chances to win the division. Failed. You had three chances to win a playoff game failed and sooner or later you want to know another thing another magic number three what's that for all those all those people out there that wanted their number one defense stafford never had a running game stafford never had this you know he had his three regimes he had his you know three coaches he had his three rosters worth of players you know what else he had three of that i can think of just top of my head three second round running backs four second round running backs i forgot about carry on he had four second-round running backs. I don't give a shit if they were good or not. I'm sorry. That is surrounding a guy with weapons. I'm sorry. That's what it is. And you are part of that offense that those guys failed in. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you, man. It's 
like you said, it's 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 an era that like oh man, Stafford never had a running game in the Stafford run offense. Sounds like a Stafford problem. Like seriously though. No, yeah, I mean, like like I said in the article, four second round picks, bro. Yeah, no, people have done more with less, and people have done less with more. Stafford just couldn't. Yeah, no one, no NFL team is perfect. I mean, not not your offense, defense. Special teams, running game, receivers, nothing's going to be perfect. So as the quarterback, it's your job to overcome, and Stafford just never could. So like like you said, it's good riddance. I'm glad he's gone. We can start fresh. This is straight bare bones, clean slate. And, I mean, yeah, Stafford, it, it, it's a, it's a compli- complicated career because, like you said, there's people that just hate the guy, and he wasn't bad by any means, but there's also people that – think he's the ne- he was the next coming of Joe Montana and he wasn't that great. He he was somewhere in the middle where he he had his moments where yeah, he threw for 5000 yards. He had he great games. He was on the side of shit. Like that much. <laughs> he was though. Yeah, and it's it's just a complicated was, career and yeah, he'll he'll go to San Fran, go to Indy and win a playoff game. It's just that's just Detroit sports at, at the okay, moment. Okay, so speaking of that, what does a Matthew Stafford trade look like? If it doesn't involve a first round pick, I'd rather keep him. You see, that's where I'm. That's where I'm annoyed right now because it's like you're choo- all this shit I just talked about Stafford. It's like you're choosing me to side with the guy because he Stafforded us and left us with nothing, right? It's, I guess I'll be contradicting myself by saying this. I'll, get rid of his ass. We're going two and fourteen next year. Spencer Rattler, bring your creepy looking. You ass really up want here to Spencer Rattler? Well, I'm not necessarily saying. I'm just like naming a guy that I think could maybe be like a big prospect next. You know what I mean? I'm I'm trying to go. For a top three pick next year, and that's what we're rocking with. I mean, obviously, unless the quarterback falls to us, being I don't necessarily know how I feel about drafting, say Trey Lance at seven. I don't know how I feel. Yeah, about drafting I'm, I'm not the a big Trey Lance guy off either. The board. Yeah, I mean, it worked out for LA when they drafted Herbert. They drafted kind of the odd man out a little bit later in the in the round. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. I, personally, I, I I would like to see them. Here's something that I was even thinking about. You draft whoever in the first round at seven. Second round, Kyle Trask, sign Fitzmagic. See, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate that. I mean, I'm not the biggest Trask guy, but take a flyer on him. No, next year if we go two and fourteen and we're sitting there in the top three, you know teams take that quarterback no matter what. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm with you. I think, I just think you have to get. I mean, you have to take. I think at least a first rounder. I, I think it's plain and simple. I mean, because, like you said... I think he's a first-rounder, at least. Yeah, because you're... This is your piece, like, Indy? Let's see where Indy's picking right now. I want to say it's 25. I think something like that, yeah. Like, Indy, hey, uh, Indy, 22. You give us 22 and your third-rounder. You're going to the fucking AFC Championship game this year. Yeah. Like, why, why wouldn't you do that? Th- that's what I'm saying, because, yeah, you're you're the Lions. You got... You, the teams that are going to come calling are teams that are... A, a quarterback away that they have a good team around them. Like, look at San Fran. I know they had a down year, but Jimmy Garoppolo barely played. Yeah. Hey, San Fran, how about 12? Yeah. Like, dude, that's a fair trade in my mind. Dude, that, you were yeah. talking about making your team. It like we're, I'm looking at you, San Fran, Denver. I mean, there's multiple teams. Vegas. Like, Carolina. Yeah. Patriots. Like, there's point. I, I read an article today that up to a third of the league has called about Stafford. Hell, the already. Steelers. Steelers. Tell Big Saints. Ben to, yeah. There's I mean, plenty of teams that need quarterbacks. And see, that that's my thing. Packers, I've, potentially. I, I've heard Ooh. there's an inside track for the 49ers 
Take take twelve and ask for a fourth. I don't care. Take as much draft capital as you can get. I would take twelve straight up and oh, run. Oh no, I would. But I'm saying you know that there's multiple teams. We just named five or six that will want the man. You you if, if you're the Lions, the ball is in your court because someone will offer you a first. That's a guarantee. But it's what you can get maybe on top of that if you're feeling frisky. Because say you take the Colts twenty second first, that's not as Good as just taking the San Fran first. So you're getting a later first round pick. Sure, I love it. But try and try and work a third out there, fourth something. Take a flyer on a guy and just take as much draft capital as you can. Because like you said, this deal is is gravy. I mean, it's not like you're taking Stafford at 40 mil a pot for the next two years. No, he's making 40 mil overall okay, just about. I, I, was tell, I was talking to Charles the other day about this. I'm like, he is making pennies on the dollar. I mean, you're talking about a guy. Here's a guy. That he he makes twenty one million. I feel like if you have a guy that you're gonna say, hey, you're a starting quarterback this year, no matter who it is, if you're gonna say a guy is a starting quarterback, I think you start at twenty million. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like you're getting a guy that's like a bona fide starter. I mean, granted, he has no killer gene. Whoever picks him up, you know, have fun, look at his highlights. <laughs> but when it comes down to when it matters, and he's going to have all these comebacks, they they like to call him Mr. Clutch, Mr. Comeback. Take a peek at his record against good teams. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I Yeah, I think it's just you have to take a first and then go from there. And I think, and I think this trade will also... This will show us the chops of Brad Holmes. Okay, so this particular mock draft I have pulled up, the Washington football team trades. Yep. Okay, so this one right here. How do you feel about this deal? Let me hear it. All right, Lions get. Oh, man, this mock draft has Deshaun Watson going to the Jets for the second overall pick. Anyway, Lions get the number 19 pick from the uh, football team. I think I need a pot sweetener. I need a third, fourth round. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. If you're trading with San Fran for 12, okay, I'll yeah. I'll survive with the first. But yeah, if if you're dropping past the second half, so you're going anywhere from 16 or lower, I, yeah, I, I think you need yeah. Throw me in a third. Throw me in a fourth. Do me something. Heck, throw in next year's third. I don't care. Give me yeah. something. But yeah, I think and at the very least, yes, I I want I would like Stafford gone. So yeah, give me a first if that's all you can honestly get. But I think the Lions can play hardball, especially with all these teams. I mean, heck, I saw an article from Adam Schefter. He said there's like there could be 18 quarterbacks, like a new a new team, like being on new teams. So there's that many teams that if you can get Stafford, he's arguably the best quarterback on the market. Unless you can somehow pull a trade for Deshaun Watson, which I think is going to be hard to do. Well, but, I think that's limited to Miami or Jets. Like I think yeah. I think if Deshaun Watson move, is moved, it's moved for the number two or three pick plus. Yeah, that, so that's it what I'm saying. With one Sta- Stafford is. Arguably the best quarterback out there, and I, I think yeah, if you're a team, at, especially if you're a team knocking on knocking on the door, like I mean, look at San Fran was in the in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, Indy made the playoffs, and Philip Rivers is is not the quarterback Stafford is. Not even close. So yes, I, I agree. I think if they had Stafford, I think they could have beat the Bills this year. So it, it's it's up to what are, what do these teams want to do? NFL teams. Like we always say, it's built for parity, so you only have a four or five year window before you start losing all these pieces. Yeah, Colts, your team's getting older. Yeah. The Jags just hired Urban. They're gonna get Trevor Lawrence. They're coming. Go win. Go. F- go kick this division's ass this year. You still got Tennessee. You need. You need a piece. And you. I mean, you got. You got Jonathan Taylor on the rookie deal. You got Quentin Nelson. You got pieces. Go get Stafford, who's ten times better than Rivers at this point in his career, and just. 
see what you can do. I, I'm I'm with it, man. But I think that's enough Lions talk, man. What what do you got on the ice? Throw me just throw me a quick All wings. Right, wings. Wings nugget. They are the most boring team to watch in the league. <laughs> Worse than not. Ottawa? What do you mean? Like people I was listening to Lenny earlier today and he was talking about how Vancouver is a lock to cover one and a half against Ottawa. I'm like, are you Ottawa or Vancouver lost a lot of guys. They made it they had a good playoff run last year, surprise playoff run. They lost Chris Tanev, Markstrom, their starting goalie. They lost multiple guys, and I don't know. Like to me, Ottawa is sitting here. They have Tim Stutzla, Brady Kachuk's one of the most electric players in the league. They have so many young pieces that are that are on the come up. Shabbat's one of the best defensemen in the league. To me, Ottawa is a fun team to watch. I'm just, I mean, I'm no, you know, I'm no <laughs> hockey aficionado, but they are the worst goal differential team in hockey right oh, now. Oh, right now, really? Yeah, they're they're minus twelve. So that I guess they must have got blown out once or twice. I don't know like what Ottawa has specifically been doing game by game. So yeah, I guess I see what you're saying. Both bo- they could be exciting. They could be losing games seven to four, and I mean that's more exciting than losing a game two to one like the the Wings well, do. Well, the problem is is the Wings don't have any of their prospects. Valeno's not here. Raymond's not here. Cider's not here. There's so many pieces that aren't playing. That it's just kind of like, I, I don't want to see these guys get Zadina'd, where it's like, he's kind of put on the back burner so long that like now I'm just so meh on the guy. Okay. I don't want to bash him, but I'm just so like, eh. I feel you. Like, to me, he's not a top six forward at the NHL level, and in today's NHL, I think he's 21 years old, in today's NHL, you need to at least like, maybe not be that, but show that you're going to be that. Yeah. And he hasn't done that, and it, it's concerning to me because... You have Quinn Hughes, who was, you know, in the Calder Trophy race last year, picked directly behind him. There's, like, so many guys that, I don't know, that like, that pick's starting to worry me. Valeno still hasn't dressed, but he's a later first-rounder. That's completely different in the NHL. Yeah. Wings played last night. I want to give a shout-out to Ken Daniels and Mickey Redmond just because, just legends of the game. They've been doing it for as long as I've been watching Red Wings hockey. And uh, to be honest, I'm not going to lie, I, I, I feel bad for them. Last night I was watching the game. They played against Dallas. About as boring of a game as you're going to watch. It was one-to-one and irregulation. Both teams were under 20 shots, I believe. It was a rough game. <laughs> Dallas scores. Ken Daniels, they scored. Ken da- or Mickey Redmond's in the background is to hear him just go, God dang it. And, and you just sort of like, for as funny as it was, I was like, man. These guys have to announce this every night. These guys have to watch this every night. Mickey Redmond, he's a former Red Wings captain. He's been announcing Wings games for, before you and I have been born. Yeah. He's proud to be involved with the Red Wings organization. And for them to be in this position, like I can tell it bothers them. And it makes me kind of like feel bad. Mm-hmm. I feel you. What about the other boys the LCA? Man, Pistons are doing Piston things. They're, I mean... Pfft. Third worst record in basketball right now, or second actually, excuse me, second worst, only better than the Wizards, who haven't played a game in a week and a half. And honestly, the only shining light, bright star of this season so far is, I mean, Sadiq Bay has been playing well. I mean, Jeremy Grant, but I don't really look at him as a piece of the rebuild. Josh Jackson's has played all right. He got in Ben Simmons' face the other day. They beat the Sixers, which is a nice win, but Embiid was out. So I mean, this team has shown a couple flashes here or there, but with Killian Hayes being down, Sekou not playing well. It's kind of, yeah, I didn't expect him to be good, but I'm kind of like you with the Wings. I expected some of the young guys to be playing more or showing better flashes 
And it's just, I mean, yeah, Blake Griffin. We're not Griffin's, asking for all stars. We're asking yeah. for just like, hey, we have this young guy. Look out! Like that. Like that's all I'm asking for. I want to be able to be like, yeah, you know, Zadina, he might not be an all star this year, but I'm liking what I'm seeing. And exactly. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, I know this is on a slightly different level, but look at the Hawks with Trey Young. I mean, I know he, he's not like he was. He was number six. It wasn't. He wasn't the first overall pick, not a top three pick. But he's a guy that yeah, Atlanta's had a couple down years. He's but, a guy. But like, Trey Young is he, he's he's a bona fide superstar in this league. He's they're they're the sixth seed in the East right now. He he played a great game against the Clippers last night. I was watching that game on NBA TV, and. He's just a guy, yeah, he's a guy that you're excited about. I'm not saying, and we're not even asking for that, but that, that all it takes, in basketball, all it takes is one guy, and you can change a franchise. I'm not asking for Trey Youngs. I'm not asking for guys to be superstars, but give me a guy that you're like, damn, that dude, like, we're, we're playing Detroit tonight. Hey, we got to watch out for so-and-so. Yeah, give me a guy that, you know, it's kind of hard to explain, but you know when you, there's another team, and they have a guy where he's not necessarily a star, a stud player, but... Every time you watch them, you enjoy watching them, and you just wish your team had that guy. We don't have any of those guys in Detroit. Yeah. The closest thing I could think of is, like, like maybe a Galladay and maybe a Tyler Bertuzzi. Yeah. Like, other than that, it's like... And Bertuzzi, like, I love him and everything, but he's, like, 26 years old. It's like, he's not a young player anymore. He's yeah, like, he's, he's not, like, like a piece or like, oh, we're, we're going to be building with yeah, him. No. Like, yeah, he, by the time we're good, Bertuzzi is a fourth liner, if that. Yeah. It's just I don't know, but I, I, that's something I guess I want to I want to just comment something real quick on Tyler Bertuzzi. He like appears to be a bad skater, but he just skates around everybody. That's what amazes me about him. Like you watch him skate with the puck, you're like, damn, this guy's like for an NHL player, he kind of handles the puck and skates kind of shitty. He just goes around guys. Yeah, it's awesome. Like the, <laughs> the way he can hold on to the puck is just incredible. I love. He's probably my favorite. It, Larkin's my favorite wing, but as far as the personalities and stuff, it's Bertuzzi, no question. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that I think that about wraps us up this week, though. I mean, we got the Super Bowl coming up next week. We'll uh, we'll, gr- we'll grind out a Super Bowl episode next week. But you feeling good, Chris? I feel great. Let's close her up. All right, man. Until next time, this was another episode of BHP. Peace. See you.